you know the vibes. Welcome to Nas Society After Dark. Come on in, man, and let's have a talk. <laughs> people man was to y'all i hope y'all have been cool man over the last couple weeks doing your thing laying low staying safe out here in these streets man so glad to have you guys back we have a lot to get into on this show on the special edition man so what you guys to do what you gotta do of course go get your drink on or whatever whatever you smoking on i want you to catch a vibe man you know the vibes and we definitely about to get into some good talk all right y'all ready <laughs> all right let's do it indeed we are back in the building man welcome back to the Nile society podcast after dark so glad you guys tuned in with me man on this unique day of two 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 which is a pretty rare instance that we have today today is february the 22nd 2022 so on this day you really you know if you are a person that believes into the whole you know hype of numbers and hype of things like that with coincidences and things like that um this is a rare thing where you know you have all numbers aligning together right two 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 so a lot of people are um doing the thing where they're getting married on the day or they're a lot of stores have have like half price off on certain things and you know um you know i know a lot of bars a lot of bars um have like half price on like tequila or some shit you know so um I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know how I really feel about it. I mean, it's just all this stuff is man-made anyway. Um, but if you are a person who believes that this is a divine intervention, divine date for something great to happen, I hope something good did happen great for you today or tonight or however that goes. Uh, I know of a couple that got married today, so congrats to them. Uh, like many other people, a lot of other people got married today, so... I guess it's cool for like uh, face value for certain things, but you know, teachers own man. Who am I to knock a person for what they want to do and what they how they want to be happy, right? So, yeah, um, what can you say about it? Um, <laughs> so yeah, happy two 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 day. That happens to be on a Tuesday. Um, so yeah, I know people out in the streets are enjoying that and things like that. I want you guys to forgive me because. Um, I have been very sick uh, over the last few days. Um, so my, I know I sound a little raspy, <clears throat> and I promise I don't got I don't got the cooties or I don't got the rona, none of that. You know, I had a really, really, really bad cold, um, terrible sore throat, sinus infection. It was just all bad. Um, so yeah, I had to get myself together man but uh when i'm sick man i'm just letting you guys know i am a huge huge baby you know i, I ball up in a little knot but it's like i can only be a baby for so long because I'm, I'm only t- i'm taking care of myself it's not like i can you know call my my, my wife over or my lady or you know to, to take care of me it's like i gotta do <laughs> i gotta just soak it up man. so um this sick as hell sick as hell man i have to go to the hospital and get checked out and all that stuff and um you know so I'm, 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 I'm trying to nurse myself back to health now man so i'm doing much better than i was over the weekend but man being sick is not a it's not a great thing but i'm feeling a little bit better i'm starting to get my strength back or whatever so and um, i can actually talk because i'm telling you when i have a sore throat you have a sore throat it's hard to even open your mouth to do anything you know, the, the, first of all, you can't eat a drink, which is terrible, but it's, it's, a, it's not a good feeling at all. But anyway, starting to feel better. Um, so look, man, we, first of all, this is your first time checking out the show. Um, welcome to the Society Podcast. We, um, 
did a lot of shows with Nas, man. A lot of shows was virtual, you know, where we was on camera, had a lot of guests on and things like that. Uh, during the season, we're going to be more audio, right? Doing more audio because it's a more of a personal feel for me. I connect more with uh, my faithful listeners and gain new listeners and things like that. Um, and the other reason is because I do two other podcasts where I am uh, on camera. So <laughs> it's good to have a show, uh, which I started from. You know, I started with Nas. And when I started with Nas, it was on camera. Um, but then I signed on to do Thinking Outside the Box podcast for Indie TV Network. And then recently just started um, doing the Bars and Buckets podcast. Uh, so and both of those are on camera, you know, so it's good to, you know, come back home and, um, with Nas and just be strictly audio. And, you know, like I said, it gives a better, a more personal, intimate feel for me. So, um, but to follow those shows, you know, um, just check it out in the Indie TV network, I N D E TV network or on Facebook, you can just follow me at Reggie Moving Four every time we have a show on the network. I always share it to my um my Facebook page so you can tune in live and comment and chime in as well as well. Really, really dope show we are officially going into season three, um, March first, which is next week, man. Super excited about that. Shout out to all the support for that, man. The numbers don't lie, man. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. So, um the people out there, they still they want to bring us up for another show, so we rocking and rolling. What can you do, man? You know, what is it? There's a supply, there's a band, demand. So, um, March 1st, uh, 9 o'clock, thinking outside the box, season three will be officially on air. Um, catch me on that hosting, man, doing my thing, man, with the guys, V Skyler, Mula Mansa, Holy Grind. We got a great topic, man. We got some guests coming on, so it's going to be some real dope topics, man. Every season, we try to do things different. <laughs> uh, we got a little surprise for you guys to this season, too, so, man, just to show our appreciation. A lot of dope guests coming on this season and more dope topics, but I'm real proud about that show, man. So, March 1st, uh, next Tuesday night, tune in with us. Chop it up. Talk your shit. Have some fun, man. It's going to be a great time. Bars and Buckets podcast we are um actually doing that show uh tomorrow night which is the 23rd um, and that is with cornell that's with adrian um and marco marco is going to be on tomorrow so hopefully um but we uh man those those are my guys man those are my brothers we do our thing uh this will be our third episode so we're just getting started with that man but the feedback has been great talking sports talking rap hip-hop a lot of great debates, you know, so, um, and I must say I am proud of those brothers, man, because um, this is their first time entering the podcast podcast realm, um, so I think they were a little nervous at first, but they kind of shook it, you know, um, the more and more you talk. People don't understand, man, podcasts is just really you talking. This is a normal conversation that you have with a person sitting right next from you, one of your guys, you know, I like to think of it as, a, group, a virtual group chat, you know what I'm saying? Just talking, talking to normal stuff that you normally talk and just having fun with it, you know. Um, I started getting into it because, one, I like to talk, believe it or not. I am a talker. I'm not a real good, like, phone person, you know. I, you know, when I say I like to talk, I mean I like to connect with people in person. I mean, I'll talk on the phone, yeah, that's cool, but... And I'm not much of a texter. I'm cool with it, but, you know, I'm a talker, so I like to connect with people. Uh, so I, when I got into starting podcasts, I was nervous, too. You know what I mean? I didn't know I just didn't know what the feedback was going to be or how people was going to receive it. I know I have a real weird kind of voice, so I didn't know how people was going to feel about that. Um, but it is what it is, man. I mean, it's two years that I'm making that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I've been doing shows for two years. And, um you know, I, I love what I do. I love it. I love what I do, man. It's not even about the money, you know, big or small, none of that stuff, man. I love doing what I do because it helps me grow, and I, I'm sure it helps other people to get where they want to be in life at some point. Um, and it's about leaving a legacy, man. I feel like I'm doing something that makes me happy, um, helps other people, make people laugh or whatever, make people think, you know. And then um, 
whenever I'm dead and gone from this earth, man, you always you always have a record. You always have a receipts. You know, you can you go remember me, man. You can always pull up a show from 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, or whatever. You know, just you could always pull up, you know, um, footage of me on shows. Um, speaking or whatever, so that's that's one thing I like about it, man. Because life is short, and you want to have something to be remembered by, right? So, um, what we gonna do? Um, there is, if you don't know, I wrote a book, The Pursuit Move Four, which is doing great, by the way, as far as the numbers. So. Definitely want to shout out to people that's purchased the book online. I also have copies of the book with me, you know, hard copy um, um, of the book, hard copies of the book. So, man, um, definitely appreciate you guys supporting that. Um, but I'll let you guys know on the last show, actually the last couple of shows, that this will be the show that we started diving into the books. Um, right? So what we're going to do here... Uh, we gonna get it to chapter one, man. Chapter uno. We gonna talk about it. We gonna talk about um, this. Me just bearing. I just want to give you guys understanding, man. This book was. I was super vulnerable. You know, I told the ins and out of instances that happened to me in my life at a certain point that changed the spectrum of my life. You know, um, and I'm being vulnerable. I'm being open. You know transparent about what happened with my part in it and how it made me to the person I am today. So we about to talk about it, man. I'm going to read off uh, some things. It's more like an audio book, <laughs> so, to, so to speak. Um, you know, I'm going to read some stuff from the book, from the first chapter. Um, take a pause every now and again, just explain some things and you give me your feedback on it, man. Uh, and that's, that's going to be the series of how we're going to do it each show. I'm going to talk about chapters. I'm going to talk about uh, memories and thoughts and feelings and things about that. Um, so continue to buy the book, man. If you haven't bought it already, you can get it on Amazon, but I prefer you get it through me, man. It's more personal and you'll get it faster. All right. And just let me know. Send me a message. You can reach me on social media, simply just Reggie Move 4 on Facebook. Um, or if you're on Instagram, it's the underscore NAS underscore S S O C I E T Y. And uh, contact me, and I'll get you your copy, man, with a special gift attached to it. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a small pause for the calls, let you pull up again, do your thing, uh, and we are going to get back to talking about chapter uno. <laughs> See you in a minute. The Pursuit of Moving Forward by Reggie Moving Forward is available for you to purchase. You can get it directly from me. Contact me, Reggie Moving Forward, on Facebook or the underscore Nas underscore Society on Instagram. I'll send you a copy right out, or you can just order it on Amazon. You know, Amazon Kindle gets you a copy right away. The Pursuit of Moving Forward, walking in my truth to move past my past. It's yours today. Welcome back, guys. All right, let's get back into um, talking about the book. By the way, that's Summer Walker. See, Summer Walker, I like listening to music. I'm a, well, I'm a music kid. Anybody that don't know, I love listening to music. Music is like the chord to my soul, right? It, it's like super healing, super relaxing, calming, put me in a real kind of um, euphoria mindset, right? So... I love music. Um, you know, just a bit about me. Um, Maxwell, Jill Scott, um, Summer Walker, her, um, you know, Mary J. Blige. You know, I'm a big Drew Hill fan, Jodeci, you know, that type of music. Real common. Um, you know, the stuff that, that, that gives you a real smooth vibe, you know. So, um, Summer Walker has a song called Insane that's it's been in my head lately of him, you know, um, it's kind of bumping it. So go check that out, man. But, um, I love that. I love her music. I also love her. Of course, you know me, you know, that's, that's Bay. <laughs> oh, I call her Gabby because, you know, we got a thing going on, but that's a whole nother show. Anyway, 
All right, so check it out, y'all. Um, if you haven't purchased the book, go purchase it, man. Um, it is definitely a blessing to, to for you to, for me to to <clears throat> be able to write it, and I'm appreciative to the people that already purchased it or just want to purchase it or whatever. But and for whatever reason, if you're not a book person or reading a book type of person, you more of the audio you know, version of it, you rather just hear it, then, you know, that's what this, start, this show is about, man, so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to break down the chapters, this is more of an audio version, we're going to talk about things, and I'm going to be real with you, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you everything, that, that's what I was going on, you know, um, you know, and you can ask me questions, right, so what we'll do is, when you listen to this show, whenever you listen to it, whether it be tonight, tomorrow, when you're at work, while you're at the gym, whatever way just relaxing um and you got a question or you need something i'm saying you want to make a remark about all you have to do is just hit me up and i'll answer it you know um i give you a good way to contact me or anything like that and if you feel like you would like to bring some input to a, a certain topic or a suggestion or maybe you want to come on the show um just reach out to me as well all right so what we're going to do is we're going to get into this book we're going to start off um, at the beginning, right? Um, if you have the hard copy or the paperback or uh, the Kindle version, um, to start right with me in the beginning. But once again, man, thank you guys for sharing this moment. Um, and you know, I, I think that it's, it's going to be monumental the impact that it makes on um, others' lives and mine as well because it definitely changed my life. All right, ready? All right. All right, it says, this is a true story that was not easy to write. Um, I'm sorry, this was a, this is a true story that was not an easy thing to relive and write, nor was it finally to release to the public. Thank you for taking your time to read as I share events from my past as I continue to move forward towards the future. I want to thank the people that have always been in my corner for their support. And I dedicate this book to my mother and my children. Um, this, this, this is um, bigger than me, right? Sometimes it's hard for a person to, to relive their story, especially just write it down and make it available to the public. But reliving their story about what they've been through is very traumatic sometimes for people where they just want to leave it in the past or take them to take it to the grave with them. And for a long time, I wanted to do it. You know, I didn't want to talk about my past. You know, I wanted to take it to the grave with me. But um, I feel like I needed to do this. I needed to talk about it. Um, my kids, you know, if they ever read this, you know, get a better insight on what their dad went through and um, help them to overcome some things, you know. And, of course, my mom's my rock, man. She, you know, everything. So it was all I knew was me and my mom. <clears throat> all right, so let's get into it. It says this is the prologue for November 25th, 2021, 3.13 p.m. God damn it. I feel the tears forming up in my eyes, but they ass won't come out. They rarely ever do, though. The sadness is overwhelming and depression feels at an all-time high. I hate this damn fella. It's always been hard for me to let out these types of emotions. I always felt that crying makes me feel weak and helpless, which I never want to feel again. Sitting here in my truck on Thanksgiving, drinking a bottle of Jameson whiskey and staring out the window, Something about staring out the window that gives me a certain calm. Thinking of my life and the pursuit of trying to move forward, scrolling through social media and seeing everybody post pictures with their family all happy and shit. It's messing with my mind. So let me log off. This is supposed to be a time where you Enjoy loved ones, eat good food, share memories, you know, crack jokes with the family. That's not the case for me. 
don't have anywhere to go and really don't have anyone to confide in and that I'm close with, you know. The response from 20 was the icing on the cake. Someone who was everything to me, doesn't want anything to do with me. Can't say I'm surprised. I I run a lot of people away who I've been close to. Damn, I'm on my third cup of Jamie and I know I need to pull off and to drive some damn place. It feels like it's been such a dark cloud over my head and it's been following me. I got a live show to do in a couple of days, but I'm in no mental space to talk and host under the lights and cameras on a live podcast show. I mean, it's already hard enough to maintain my thoughts and emotions over the last couple of months while doing the show. Oh, my bad. My, my name is Reggie. Um, more known as Reggie moving forward. I host uh, Thinking Outside the Box podcast, and I'm the owner of the Non Society, which stands for Non Statistic, which I also do a podcast with. Everybody has a story, but this is more of a story of my life and the pursuit of moving forward towards, you know, certain issues, moving forward through the roadblocks I run into. I've always been strong-willed against trouble, man. Actually, that was my alias line name when I was online for Pledge of Eternity. Captain Anchor SWAT. Strong-willed against trouble. (laughs) Uh, Between this whiskey and these emotions, it's probably smart that I don't pull off just yet. Mm, I definitely ain't trying to get in no more trouble out here with the police. It ain't like I got anywhere to go for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving anyway. I hate this time of year, man. I love Jameson, though. And I feel like Vin. So, since I can't be with anyone else at the moment, then you should sit back and let me tell you a story. Yeah, I'll even pour you a drink. Well, first of all, do you drink? Well, regardless, this is a crazy ass story, man. So, instead of starting from the beginning, I think I'll start from a few years ago. You ready? I already poured you a glass, so you might as well be ready. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what I did there was, that was an instance in where I was literally sitting in um, my truck on Thanksgiving um, last year in 2021. So much was going on through my head, man. Like, um, there's this thing called, you know, depression and anxiety and stress, you know, uh, PTSD, all of those emotions and those feels. Um, I mean, you know the vibes. If, if you're human, I'm sure you went through one or multiple of those things. And um, on that day, Thanksgiving, I was really feeling the effects of so much isolation and loneliness, you know, I felt um, like it was a crash coming, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I was beating myself up a lot, you know, I, I was really hard on myself for the things that I've done in my past and where I was currently at mind state wise, you know, um, I mentioned, you know, how big uh, social media plays a, a part in it, right? You, you see certain things on social media and you get jealous or you get envious of it, you know. Um, holidays with the family, you know, you got the whole matching PJs thing or whatever type of event or holiday that's on social media is always hyped up where it looks so glorious and so amazing. But then you sitting here lonely getting drunk at home with nobody to share the holidays with or share a Valentine's Day with or, you know, Christmas. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I was at that moment. Um, Thanksgiving was used to be one of my favorite holidays growing up. But um, in this particular instance, it was a very, very hard day for me. So um, I wanted to open up with the readers to give them a sense of being comfortable you know, um, showing them that, uh, okay, well, I want to be vulnerable. I want to talk, you know, 
I want you to be comfortable with me where you can just hit, take something to drink, sip, and just listen. You know, catch a vibe, listen to my story, you know. Um, building that, that connection, that bond, and initial parts is very critical for me when you're telling this story because I want you to understand that this was so hard for me to write. It took me five years to even write this story. So to create a connection with a person and say, okay, well, I'm going to tell you my story. Are you ready? <laughs> um, it was really important. So I like how that started off. And um, it was real, it was a real personal thing that I felt was, was, a, was a great, it was a great intro to beginning the story. And like I said, um, uh, I didn't want to start in the beginning, and I didn't want to start in that moment because there was so much going on in my mind of the stuff that was going on at that present time, right? Things that I was doing or the events that has happened over the last few months or years over that time. So, <clears throat> so I want to take it back a bit, <clears throat> you know. Um, I don't want to. I didn't want to start right there, so I said, no, "Let me start from the beginning." So. That's what we're going to pick back up. We're going to pick up from the last part I said, which was, I'll start from a few years ago. Are you ready? I already poured your glass. You might as well be ready. All right. And the book continues. February 15th, 2017, 8.33 a.m. Sir. Sir. Excuse me, sir. Can I see a boarding ticket? Oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. Handing the train operator my ticket, I was in such a daze. Looking out the window, I forgot I was on the Amtrak. This feeling was something so surreal, you know. There's something about staring out a window that is... Mm, it is so peaceful, so calm, and it puts my thoughts at ease, almost as if for that split second, life is mm, beautiful, you know. The operator scanned my ticket and said thank you, and as she proceeded to walk to the next passenger, I just kept thinking in my mind, wow, this is real. For so long, I've dreamed of how this feeling would feel, and now that it's here, it still feel like a damn dream, but now, Reggie, this is the real thing I have to tell myself. I let the chair back a little and stared into the beautiful, bright morning sky and reflected on everything that I've been through in the new journey of my new life. Like I said, there's something about staring out the window that calms me. I still can't believe I just made it through such a crazy and emotional experience. The sound of the train starting had my heart racing as I became more eager to make it back to Chicago, a place that I've learned to call home, born and raised, and also been away from for about a year and a half. Everybody would, everything would be totally different now, you know, going back from when I left it, so I just have to adjust to my new start, you know, and I'll admit, I'm scared, but I don't know, I just feel in my heart, man, I feel in my heart that I'm going to be somebody so special and purposeful in this life, it's a feeling I can't fully get a grasp on. As a voice came over the speaker, I began to tune my ear to exactly what the person was saying. Thank you for boarding with thank you for boarding with us here at Amtrak. We assure you that you will have a safe and comfortable trip with us to your destination. In the rear, we have a full bar as well as a concession stand, and toward the middle and front of each cart, there are restrooms. If you are in need of any assistance or have any concerns, please feel free to ask one of our crew members who will be walking around periodically to assist you. Once again, thank you for choosing Amtrak. Enjoy your ride. I have a little over six hours before I make it back home to Chicago, and all I can do is just sit here and thank God. Just reflect on 
everything. It's like, damn, I thought to myself, like, how did this whole thing even start? How did my life take such a crazy turn? It wasn't always this way, though. I used to have a pretty normal life. I guess, but I was always trying to find a way to move forward in some capacity and reach my potential. But looking out this window, as the train starts coasting along, I can just remember how that pursuit started. Okay, so <clears throat> before we hop into chapter one, that was pretty much the intro. Um, the prolong and then um, beginning of the setup for the book, right? At this point, I am currently sitting on an Amtrak, um, headed to Chicago. But while I was born and raised, a place that all I know is home. But I have been away for a year and a half. I've been gone. So it's like everything felt so new going back to Chicago, you know, going back to what I call my home. Um, it was weird, man. The biggest part about this particular section was emphasizing how staring out the window was so vital to me. You know, I talk about being in a euphoria and I mentioned about music and how it puts me at a peace and a comfort. Um, but I don't know, man, it's something about just staring into the sky out of a window and it has to be out of a window or or some type of glass you know what I'm saying it's that that part right there has been so calming to me you know um I don't know it, it's one thing that I've always held on growing up even at this instance so um I, I thought it was real important for me to add that and how to stress the importance of it because you're going to hear me mention a lot mention that a lot throughout this book about finding my peace, finding a place where I feel comfort at, where I feel a level of security and ex being accepted. You see what I'm saying? That, that was big. So before we hop into chapter one, which we're about to do coming up soon, um, I want you guys to um, be sure that you, when you do read the book, you know, you get a full grasp of the things I'm saying, you know, um, and the time frame of all this stuff, you know, because like I said, this certain instance right here before chapter one was in February of 2017, which is ironically five years ago. All right, ironically five years ago. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to hop right in to chapter one. All right, y'all still with me? <laughs> you know the vibes. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. Welcome back, man. Y'all back with me? <laughs> All right, let's get back into it, man. Chapter one. Chapter one. Chapter one. The pursuit of moving forward, man. Let's get it. <clears throat> Tammy. Girl, you better come down here and look how fine your son is with his tux on, girl. My cousin Sabrina yelled to my mama. It was my high school prom, and everyone came to my Uncle Kevin house to see me off. Me and my mom had always been staying with somebody, man, but we'll be staying with my uncle for a while now. As soon as Brima, as soon as Sabrina yelled that to my mom, she came running down the stairs with her eyes already tearing up. She is a very emotional person, <laughs> especially when it comes to her only child. But on the other hand, she was as hard as a rock regarding anything else. It was super weird to me. I could never understand her. My mom grew up hardcore, man. I mean, hardcore for real. Growing up in the Ickies quote-unquote, was one of the worst projects in Chicago during the 70s and 80s, probably 50s and 60s today. I mean, it was a long time. Um, anyway, she had her sweet moments, you know, but when I saw she had a gang sign tattooed on her, I'm like, oh, my God. 
I learned at an early age not to test or talk back to my mama. Oh, look at my little coconut, coconut, my little birdie. My mom said, smiling. Ear to ear, she was tearing up, man. Wow, mama, could you not call me this stuff? Just this one day in front of all these people? I said, so embarrassed. Boy, be quiet. You my damn baby. Don't play with me. Oh, mama, at least stop crying. I'm going to prom, not the army. <laughs> I said, she was straightening my tie. Bernie boy, you better hush up before I choke you with this damn tie. And you wearing this damn tux at your funeral now. And come on and take this picture with your mama. You better smile, boy. As soon as we posed for the pictures and shared back and forth jokes and laughs, mama gave me a hug and sent me on my way. All right now, boy. I know it's your prom and all, but your butt still got a curfew. Don't be coming in this house past mm, 2 o'clock. She said, well, all the seriousness in her voice. I honestly thought that was a fair time. I mean, I wasn't planning on doing any smashing anyway. I mean, I didn't want my first time getting some ass to be on prom because I wasn't that experienced. Wait, um, yeah, this disregard the last part. Oh, Lord, mama, but what if I'm having sex and I lose track of time? I mean, what if I lose track of time with what it is? What am I supposed to do? I'm being sarcastic, of course. Reginald, don't play with me, because I'll punch you and her in the mouth, and you'll lose track of where your damn teeth is. She was real serious. Okay, ma, okay, ma. Just, just give me a kiss. I gotta go. <laughs> me and my date went on to prom and have the dopest time, man. High school was, you know, pretty normal. I had my share of friends, and I never got into any fights or had any enemies, so it made my four years kind of fly by, you know. I was always the tall kid who had a deep-ass voice since I can remember, so I get teased about that sometimes, but nothing too crazy. After prom, me and my date Tiffany went to grab some food, and then I dropped off. I mean, I could tell she wanted more to happen, but I... Wasn't really ready, you know? I wasn't ready for all that. Okay, I'm lying. I was definitely on that. But what the hell can I say, man? At the risk of sounding extra damn lame, I just simply wasn't ready. And I didn't have, like, deep feelings for her. I mean, all my classmates was having sex, though. I remember one time I was, like, talking to this girl named Tamika and I don't know. She was a sophomore when I was a senior, so um, obviously we never had sex, but we used to kiss a lot and not fell on her and all that stuff. Well, anyway, it turns out she ended up getting pregnant by somebody else during the time that we was, quote-unquote, going together, and everybody in the whole damn school thought it was my baby. <laughs> Me, thinking I'm the baby daddy. That's crazy. Especially when she started getting all big and big. Man, in high school, once a rumor gets spread around, it doesn't matter if you did it or not. That shit follows you for a long time. Little did I know the same concept applies in the real world when you become an adult, too. Anyway, I dropped my date off and made it back home about 1.45 a.m. I went into Mom's room, and she was like fast asleep. I put the covers over and kissed her on her cheek like I always do and went upstairs to bed. The relationship the relationship between me and my mom is special. Especially with me being an only child. When you're an only child raised by a single mom in America, especially in an urban community, it increases the likelihood of you facing certain struggles in life. Uh, over 55% of kids over the last 15 years are raised by single moms. Mm, about 25% of kids grow up with their dad actively in their life, and around 15% are raised with both mom and dad in the same household. You know what, man? Damn. 
I can remember the exact night that I vowed to always kiss my mom on the cheek before I went to sleep, just like it was yesterday. Flashback memory. Hmm. I was 10 years old. Me and mom were living with my grandparents at the time in a two-bedroom apartment on the south side of Chicago. I was seated front and center in front of the TV getting ready to watch WWF Monday Night Raw to see my favorite wrestler, HBK Shawn Michaels. When out of nowhere, Mama entered the room. Bertie, I'm going to ask you a question, okay? The answer is completely up to you, and you won't get in any trouble for telling me how you feel, okay? She said, look at me directly in my eye. In my mind, I thought it was a trick because clearly she found those naked magazines I had hid under the couch. Damn, I knew I should have put them in my book bag. Okay, Mom, I responded with all caution. She softly grabbed my hand and looked me in my eyes and said, Do you want to meet your father? <laughs> Tough. The question for sure caught me off guard. Up until that point, I never really thought about him. You know, nobody, nobody ever mentioned him. And now, thoughts of how he looked, the way he cool, is running through my mind. You know. Hmm. I mean, I guess so, ma. I would say I said that pretty hesitant. When I figured, why not see how he looks? You know. You sure, baby? I'm not forcing you to see him if you're not ready or if you're uncomfortable with it. You don't have to do it. Yeah, it's okay, Mom. I think I want to see him, man, if that's okay with you. Mom took a deep breath. And... That's fine with me, buddy. I just wanted to ask you first. He just called me and asked if he could come and see you now. Hmm. Now, I thought to myself, why now? It was all so sudden. And plus, Shawn Michaels' intro music just came on. And so I probably missed the whole damn match. But I just shook my head up and down and just agreed to see him. Literally, within the next 15 minutes, the doorbell rang. And as Mama buzzed the door, I prepared myself to meet him. My biological father for the first time in my life. Wow. It was crazy. I was extremely nervous, so I just kept staring at the TV. I wasn't even focused on the wrestling match. The door opened, and in walked this very tall, very, very dark-skinned, thin man with a leather jacket on and a Jerry Girl hairstyle. This has to be a prank. <coughs> hey, hey, son. Uh, <coughs> hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm your dad, man. Uh, well, goddamn, you tall, just like me, huh? How you doing, man? He had a, a weird smell to him, like a loud, heavy scent that's ironically seemed very familiar. Then I realized what it was the more he talked and got close. It was Code 45, that same beer my mama be loved drinking. No wonder they like each other or like each other. I don't even know what the hell, how the hell they, these two even got together. Anyway. Yeah, I'm okay. I simply responded by not taking my eyes away from the TV. He leaned over and put his hand on my shoulder. He had huge hands, man. <coughs> Watch, what you watching there? Some, some ice skating or something? Yeah, that confirmed it. He was definitely drunk. Probably hot, too. He kept smacking himself on the shoulder and shaking his leg while he was doing the stinky leg or something. And that's when I noticed he was looking for cigarettes or squares or something. No, he was wrestling, I said. Mama decided to walk out the room and I guess give us some privacy, so I don't know if that was about, but I respected it. Oh, oh okay, man. <clears throat> wrestling, gotcha. Okay. He kneeled down beside me and looked me right in my eyes. Hey, uh, listen, son, I, I, I know I haven't been there 
in your life, but I just want you to know that all that is all that is about to change. Um, if you let me, of course. I mean, I want to be there in your life as your dad more often and be a part of your life. He now had my full attention. It was kind of endearing almost, you know. Uh, I mean, as an only child being raised by your mom, it was almost like a certain void was missing, you know. Even though mama was doing a great job and I had a grandfather and uncles around me from time to time, you know, I wanted that connection from my father. I like that. I said, almost feeling a tear roll from my eye, I swear to you, man, I had no idea where I got this soft side from because mama was harder than eighth grade algebra, you hear me? And I hear the damn class. You know what? I think it's because my birthday is in July, you know, which means I'm a cancer. And if you are into that sort of astrology shit, then they say cancers are emotional and sensitive as hell. And yeah, that's got to be the reason why I'm pretty much this off. Well, all right, man. Great. I'm going to come and um, I'm going to come and pick you up this weekend, man. And, and we're going to go and we're going to have some fun, man. Okay. Whatever you want to do, okay? I mean, I, I got a surprise for you, too. I want you to meet your brothers and your sisters, okay, man? Hey, 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 um, I'm, uh, <coughs> um, be, um, be, sure, be sure to tell your mom I'm going I'm to I'm 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 call you. I'm going to call you tomorrow, and I'm going to talk to you some more, son, okay? He stood up and walked out the door just like that. After 10 years, I got a 10-minute visit from my father. I got to admit, I was a little excited, though. I always thought the kids in my family or in school with both parents was super cool, you know. It just seemed like they were so happy and had it all together, you know, like no worries in the world. Also, the fact that me, like I have siblings, I'm no longer an only child, got me more excited. It was almost kind of overwhelming. You okay, Birdie? Mama said as she walked back into the room. Yeah, I'm okay, Ma. He said that he was gonna he was gonna call me to to, to talk tomorrow, and, and and he was gonna take me out over this weekend, Ma. Is is that okay with you? And I said with a little bit too much excitement excitement in my voice. She just smiled. I'm okay if you are, buddy. I just want you to be comfortable, cooking a bukina. Ma, can you please stop calling me that baby name? Jeez. <laughs> the next day came, and sadly, he didn't call. The weekend came, and the weekend went. Still no call, no show. Eventually, a couple weeks went by of not hearing from him, and nobody mentioned him again. Just like before, it was as if things was normal. It was a normal thing again. As I looked at my mama sleeping on that couch, I vowed that from that day forth, I always kiss her on her cheek as a means to say, thank you for always loving me and never leaving me. <laughs> All right, so that is chapter one. Um, there was a lot um, in that chapter, man. I mean, <laughs> man, that was a lot in that chapter. Um, first and foremost, man, I gotta say my childhood was weird. You know, I I don't remember a lot, but the stuff that I do remember is like I can remember it just like it was yesterday. Um, prom, prom was one of those events where you know it was built up pretty much like it is nowadays. It was hyped up or whatever, you know, you get your tux on, you rent a car and all that stuff. Almost like a mini little wedding or something. I don't know, but prom was dope. You know, it was real fun. Uh, I did mention all about the whole sex thing. Um, I didn't lose my virginity till I was about, ni I, about 19. Like, I didn't, it's not that I didn't want to have sex. It's just that 
I don't know. I, I was somewhere in between childhood. I became a little bit more softer. You know, I didn't want to just do shit. You know, I didn't want to just have sex with anybody's having sex. I wanted to care about the person. I wanted to care about the girl. I wanted to have feelings for the girl. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's the shit that you hear in movies. You know, that was the type of kid I was. I was in the sports. I was in the wrestling. I was in the basketball. You know, think of, you know, you in high school and, you know, you were 16, 17, 18 year old teenager and you see this dude six foot something, voice deep as hell and, you know, muscles and all this stuff. And he, 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 he ain't trying to have no sex. He, the bookworm, you know what I'm saying? He in the sports. And that was me, man. I, mean, I had my share of friends. It wasn't no lame, you know. Um, you know, so I never got picked on or nothing like that. But, High school was fast because it was fun and it was simple, you know. Um, my mom, this is where I introduce um, my mom, man. The character of my mom was a woman that was very strong. Me and her, we, we stayed with a lot of family. I highlight that in the first chapter. We stayed in a lot of family, but at a particular time, we was staying with my Uncle Kelvin. So, um my mom was hard as a rock, man. I'm talking about tough as nails, but I was the only person that softened her up. You know, she she did not play about me. She was very overprotective, but I was the only child, and um, you know, she 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 went to war about me. You know, and I became my mama's boy. But I would get so embarrassed when she would give me these little birdie names and cooking the bukinas, and you know, it was embarrassing. She would do that in front of my friends, my dates, and you know. It was, she didn't give a fuck who I was around, and she was going to say it. And if I had something to say about it, she'd cuss me out about it, you know. But, yeah, that's the name she gave me. She always called me Birdie, you know, because, uh, you know, she, she she always had me just little nicknames. But Birdie was the main one. Um, and she was calling me just like Kookin' and Bookin' and, like, she was extra. But, you know, I loved it to death. Um, the last part in that chapter, um, I highlight what is called a flashback moment, right? So flashback moments is me taking the time to go back in time and remember moments of my past while writing and telling a story, you know? So introducing the flashback moment, this was the first flashback moment that I mentioned in a book, which was when I was 10 years old and met my father for the first time. You know, my mom came in and, and you know, asked me did I want to meet him and I was a little hesitant but uh, I was like okay father come on and I did it and um I, I got goosebumps you know because I always wanted a dad you know just like I always wanted brothers and sisters just like I always wanted to be in love just like I always wanted to you know have the simple things the great things that life presents itself with but you know at that time meeting him was I don't know, it was, it was so real, and he was, you know, he looked it different, he looked at, you know, not what I thought he would look like, um, and I'm pretty sure he'd be drunk and high or whatever, um, but the imagery of what he presented and the words that he displayed, the affection of wanting to be in my life, wanting to be, you know, my dad, and wanting to spend time with me, and wanting to invest in me, that gave me so much hope. You know, it really put, like, a certain feel in my heart, you know, like, yeah, my father actually wants to be in my life, you know, regardless of why he wasn't there the first 10 years, now he wants to be here, and I didn't have any hate, I didn't have any anger towards him, it's like, now he wants to be here, and I started being hopeful, I started feeling like, oh my God, I'm about to have a dad, you know. Oh, my God, he said, oh, I'm going to meet my brother and my sister. You know, like, I got siblings. Like, I, I would have never, you know, I got so excited. Um, but he never showed up after that. He never called, um, never visited, never. I, I just didn't hear anything from him at all. So it just went back to normal. And I highlight that point because it's tough, man. Growing up as the only child, I mentioned that in the book, it's hard on a parent, it's hard on a child. Um, I think every child needs both their parents, whether the parents are together or not. You know, but every every child needs a mother and a father in their life, man. And that just highlights um, the path of how I went with my parents.
parents and um, how it affected me. And the main part in that was always, every night, always kissing my mother on the forehead as a means just to say thank you, Ma, just for, you know, for being here, always loving me, never leaving me. Thank you. And I did that every, every day, every day with my mom, every night. I would kiss on the forehead. I'll pull the covers up. I kiss on the forehead. Very, very meaningful to me. So that was chapter one. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a lot in that chapter, man. There's a lot in that chapter, but that was just pretty much the tone setter for for the book and um, and to get you to introduce introduce you to who I am as a child and. You know, certain memories and things like that. Uh, Introduction to my mom, just to give you a brief little overview on things. But the book definitely goes out from there. So thank you for, for, for sharing that with me. I mean, thank you for allowing me to share that with you. Um, the first chapter of Pursuit Moving Forward. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take another little break before we sign out. But once again, man, I appreciate you guys for listening. We'll be right back. vibes once again man look i want to thank everybody man for you know rocking with me staying in tune with the show and be sure you subscribe man and share uh all the content with the Nile society podcast after the dark um i really appreciate you guys taking the time to um, listen to chapter one um on this two 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 day <laughs> on a Tuesday <laughs> and that's so funny man how that stuff rolls off your tongue and how uh, the world we live in you know celebrates the ironicness of the dates I mean if we're being transparent man life is short we don't know how long we on this earth man so I say embrace it man why not you know if, if it's a day like today if it's Happy two 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 day, you know. Embrace breathing air, embrace living life, you know, being healthy, being here, you know. So of course, take advantage of it, man. Go do something fun. Go have you a drink. Go laugh. Go dance. Go make love. Go make some laughs. You know, enjoy life while you're here, man. So most definitely, thank you for spending this. Two 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 day on a Tuesday with the Nile Society podcast after dark, and also, like I said, thank you for listening to Chapter One, uh, the pursuit of moving forward. If you have not bought the book already, you can go get it on Amazon or hit me up directly, or just tune into the next show as we talk about Chapter Two because uh, we're gonna break down these chapters, man, uh, on every show. And, you guys an audio version of what was going on through my mind and you know a little bit of insight of what made me the man I am today right be sure you follow me on social media Reggie Move Forward on Facebook on Instagram it's the underscore N-A-S underscore S-O-C-I-T-Y go check out Thinking Outside the Box podcast as we premiere season 3 over there on Indie TV Network. Um, if you follow me on social media, I'll share that as well when we go live. You can comment on there on that show. We Holy Grand Moolah Wants the Peace Scholar. Um, talking that good stuff over there. Um, Bars and Buckets is the newest and latest dopest sports and hip-hop podcast that's coming on air live tomorrow. Um, if you, if you, once again, if you follow me on social media, you can um, you'll see the show, or you can just type in bars and buckets on Facebook or YouTube. Um, as we'll go live, uh, streaming at seven o'clock tomorrow. The, uh, Cornell, Marco, and Adrian, AD over there talking that good stuff. Look, man, I really appreciate you guys. I love y'all. These shows is I love doing these audio version shows because it's so personal. It just shows the growth of where I came from, and it helps me to get more in tune with my people, man. So, you out there listening, man, shout out to, to 20 and 
Shout out to everybody that's been rocking, you know, rocking and rolling. Um, Shabbing or Angie. <laughs> um, Rilla, Q-Mac, um, all the all them good people, man. So, look, we are about to sign off, but I cannot thank y'all enough. Um, check out the website. Check out all the good things we do. I will be out of town this weekend. Then I'll be in Cali in the following week. Then I'll be right back for the next episode, all right? So, with that being said, you know the vibes. N-A-S, S-O-C, E-T, Wow. Nice.